You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. And thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good boy Liv. It's definitely not a woke joke. <laughs> if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 139, I Wish You Were Here edition. How's it going, Livy? All right, man. How about yourself? Good. Uh, happy 4th of July. Happy summer. Happy Roger Waters post coital. Yeah, uh, yeah, concert. Yeah. That was a great fucking show, man. Um, he doesn't really so, like Donald Trump too much, though. <laughs> so what? So last night you went to see Roger Waters. What's the tour? Us and them. Us and them, which is, you know, he doesn't play Dark Side of Moon straight out like you know like when he did the wall they did the wall album you know but it's like he plays dark side of the moon he also did another brick in the wall and other stuff and then he did i guess there were four songs that were new off of his new album you know and then you know wish you were here and he you know they do everything you felt like you want to hear basically you know and like at the end like in the encore they did comfortably numb you know it was great so it was uh, in the Smoothie Center, indoors. Yeah, the Smoothie King Arena. Yeah. Kind of has to be, though. I mean, I guess if you were in a football stadium, an outdoor football stadium might have been all right. But, you know, it's because it's got that whole friggin' big screen and everything. And then for the second half after the intermission, like four or five big-ass screens drop right down in the middle of the arena, which is why when we got the tickets, Josh, I was like, you want to get floor? And they were really expensive tickets. Like our tickets are third level and they were like $90 a piece. And my brother was like, no, man. He's like, cause he went to the wall in Florida years ago when they did it. And he's like, you don't want to be on the floor at these shows. Cause the fucking whole display and everything, you know, is it's better to see it from like the upper level. Because you can see everything, you know? Yeah, it's like a multimedia experience. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, so these people are paying all this money to be on the floor. And then you, like, you're sitting like three feet away from the fucking screen. You really can't, you know, appreciate the mag- how the the magnitude of it if you're on the floor either, you know? And you're paying freaking $200 for those tickets. It's crazy. So let's see. He played 24 songs. How long was the show? Like two hours? Yeah, it was a little bit more than two hours. Because I think it's... See, my brother and I were rushing in there. And, you know, we got our seats right right after he began playing, you know? Um, right the first song. Because I guess they had done... You know, it's all... They had some kind of prelude, you know, before he was playing, you know, some friggin' woman on it. Because I was reading the review today. I was like, oh, I missed that. You know, because the show was supposed to start at 8, and I know it was 8.24 when we got to our seats, you know. Um, and we heard him playing. It's like, run, run, run. We got to get to the seats, you know. Because you're up there, but you're just outside. You're in the concourse. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying when you're in an arena like that. 
Yeah, of course. Um, so that was eight twenty-four. So, and I know it was like after ten thirty, because uh, we finally walked out of the arena like at eleven something. Because my sister was there with her husband, so and they weren't far from us. So we saw them in the hall in the concourse leaving. So we started talking to them for a while, and then it was like right after eleven. They were like gonna leave, and obviously at that point. They want everybody out of the arena. It's basically empty at that point, you know? Right. And uh, Josh was like, well, i got to use the bathroom. And then my sister and her husband left. And then um, it's funny. They had this guy, and he was probably like in his 40s or 50s, dude, who was standing in the um, entryway to the arena, you know, one of the gates. And he's just yeah. looking out, you know, because they're just breaking down the set and everything. And, and the lights are on. And uh, – it's kind of a cool thing to see, you know, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's such a massive fucking set. But he's just out there watching. He had like a little camera with him. You know, that's how you knew he was an older dude, too. He had like a little snapshot camera. Yeah. Oh, uh, not like a video camera, like a, <laughs> like a camera yeah, Not camera. like using his phone, you know, he's like got like a little Instamatic or something, you know. Right. With, like the little telescope and lens on it, little black thing, it's, you know, like. Something that you probably can't even buy today. You know, it's a little tiny one, you know? Right. It's probably one he's had for 20 years, you know? Of sort course. of like the one I had when, you know, when I was like 16 or 17. I was given as a gift when I went on a little trip, you know? Michelle, uh, Josh's wife, uses a camera. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if it's out of just, you know, holding on to the vestiges of her youth or she she believes it takes better pictures. I'm I'm not sure. I don't think it takes better pictures. I think at this point, any camera phone probably outperforms any camera, any, you know, just mainstream commercial camera that was built or made, you know, three or four years ago, even. Right? Yeah. So the bitter pic- better pictures are going to come out on, on your phone. But, yeah, some people love that, just holding that camera, man. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about because years ago, hell, it's probably like, I guess it's about 10 years ago now. Um, I had a little, and this is before the, the iPhone. I have a little digital camera, and it's a nice camera. It takes good pictures, you know? And I'm thinking, because I'm going on a trip this week, I'm like, should I bring that camera? But then I'm like, the reality is it's just going to be something extra on me, you know? And I'll still be using the phone, but I'm like, maybe I should bring the camera because it, it's a cool little, you know, compact camera. It takes really good pictures, but it's like your cell phone takes just as good of pictures now. You know, I had a, a uh, thirty-five millimeter digital camera. It wasn't a professional camera by any means, but it was a it was a pretty decent, top of the line um, consumer camera, right? Yeah. And um, Ange and I went to Germany and Paris. Uh, geez, I don't even know, maybe 2012, something like that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to bring this camera with me. I brought it with me to um, to Holland and, and Sweden when Reardon and I were yeah. traveling in 2006. And I have great pictures from it, and it was, you know, it was worth having. So I was like, you know what, if, if I'm going anywhere worth taking a picture, I'm going to take this pi- I'm going to take this camera. And I lugged it around. It wasn't huge, but still doesn't fit in your pocket. 
Um, yeah. You know, it's one with a with a adjustable you know lens that you'd put like a telescopic lens on. Oh yeah, that is um, a nice one. Mine's just like you know base. I used to have one like that. That was a big waste of money, but I was lured into it at the Best Buy back like in two thousand two <laughs> or something. It was like. Buy it now, interest free. I was like, "Fuck that! I can buy a seven hundred dollar camera, interest free." You know, it's like yeah. I'll definitely totally. make those payments off in twelve months. <laughs> totally. So and I'm I taking did, pictures, but, but it was such a waste because I used it a few times. It's like I'm not some dude who's a photographer. You know, like I'm not like it's a great camera, but it's like you go places and it's like, oh, you got to worry about the fucking camera. You know. So I got my money's worth in, yeah. in Sweden and Holland. So I figured, well, let me replicate that because I have such great pictures from that trip. Uh, so I lugged the thing around. We went to yeah. we went to Paris and the Louvre and uh, went to Germany. Saw all these castles. I'm taking all these pictures. And we get home. We develop the pictures. And Ange just has a bunch on her cell phone. Every single picture that Ange took blows my camera away because by that point it was it was five or six years after i had gone to sweden yeah and technology has changed and and the pixels in a in a camera phone were that much better so i I might have even chucked it i don't maybe i tried to sell it on craigslist but that one i had which was a sony 700 camera with the big the Carl Zeiss lens, like the long lens, you know, top yeah, of the yeah. line digital camera at the time was like five megapixels. And that was like, a, that was outstanding back then. Yes. You know? Yeah. You know, the totally. little one I have now that I never use is like, it's like 10 megapixels. And I think I paid like a hundred bucks for it, you know? Yeah, totally. totally. And, yeah. The shit so, you get on your cell phone, it's freaking really ridiculous. So we've covered... We've covered our thoughts, uh, specifically your thoughts, on uh, videotaping live events. So yeah, but I'm we never covered the point of my story. <laughs> What's that? What's that? It wasn't about the guy's camera. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I walk out there, you know, and I just walked up to. Uh, and I don't even know this guy. He's just standing there, like, just looking and on. I was like, take it all in, Rocky. Because <laughs> <laughs> you remember the scene in Rocky when he's walking around the spectrum the night before the fight? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the guy looked at me, he started laughing. I was like, I was like, yeah, man, it's a very underrated part of that movie. He's like, yeah, that's great. I'm never going to forget that now. <laughs> <laughs> he really appreciated it (laughs) at first i think he was like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) but that's what it felt like you walk in it was all the the whole setup was down there and the house lights are on (laughs) yeah it's a real uh it's it 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 takes away a lot of the mystique yeah to, to watch to see it with the house lights on right yeah, yeah, and so and all the seats are still set up down there, you know. It's just, it it was just like that scene in Rocky where he's walking around the spectrum and everything's up, you know. The the posters of him and Apollo Creed and the ring set up, everything's there, ready to go. Like you walked in there and the stage was all set up and all the floor seats were set, you know, and everything was still up. The screens were still there. <laughs> 
so it had that that feeling to it. It was just funny, you know. So it was a it was a really good moment, and I'm glad that guy will never forget about. He's gonna. He probably went home and YouTubed that friggin' scene from Rocky. Because <laughs> I definitely well, did. <laughs> so I know you didn't take any videos. Did you take any pictures? I did take some pictures. The reason I didn't take videos is because it's stupid. I even feel yeah. bad about taking pictures because I'm with my brother, Josh, who's like a Luddite, you know? Like, he's not <laughs> going to take pictures of any of that shit. But it's like, right. eventually I had to, you know, he was going after Trump so hard. I was like, I'm going to have to share this with people. And then, of course, at the end, you know, when they do Eclipse, you know, which is like the culmination of the show, you know, um... Yeah, you know, the end of the dark side, and they do the friggin' the 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 prism, you know, the pyramid with the friggin' spectrum gone through and all that shit, and that just blows you fucking away because, you know, yeah, when they came out with friggin' dark side of the moon forty five years ago, you know, and then even when they were doing that shit in the eighties, they were doing these light shows and laser shows, but the technologies fucking a thousand times better than it was then you know yeah that it's even more amazing you know and the only thing um i'll say this about my brother he was actually tripping on acid you know (laughs) and he came to the house uh he's like oh well you know because i thought he was gonna drive i i I just figured he'd be smoking pot or something you know he's like He's like, I got one for you, too, if you want. I was like, dude, I haven't done that shit since college. You know, I did that a handful of times in my life. And it's probably, I can tell you the last time. It, it probably was 1997. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to plunge into that. Plus, I would have rather. But, but I mean, because the real shame of it is Pink Floyd, you know, because it's Roger Woods, but it's Pink Floyd, you know? Yeah. They're playing for the tripping crowd, you know? I mean, I assume you've been uh, a, a Pink Floyd show or something, right? Yes, I have. The whole yeah. thing is set up for people who are tripping. You know? Um, yeah, okay. The yeah, light right, show, now. everything. The lasers, everything. The, the whole thing is like, and that's, and yeah, it's funny because my brother was saying it to me. It's true. Like, he could never just go play a theater or some shit. If he's going to do a show, he's got to do something like this because he's got to play to his fucking people that are tripping their nuts off. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, honestly, and I and I, you're right. Now that I think about it, and I'm I'm, I have some visuals of the wall in my head, and you know when they do those cartoon segments of the movie, and they're all morphing into, yeah. you know, just uh, amorphous characters from flowers and stuff that are breaking down and turning into other shit yeah yeah so obviously right there's there's that element but um i mean what's the smoothie center seat Twenty five thousand. there was like i think the paper said there's only ten thousand people there you know it seats more than that but this is the thing this isn't the market for it you know i mean that's the issue I mean, like, you put those shows in L.A., you put them in the Northeast, but you're down here. You know, you get an hour outside of New Orleans. It's not exactly the rock crowd, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you put fucking some country music act in there and shit. People come from all over to go see him. But, like, he never played the wall here, you know, like, the last time, you know? So I was happy. Did this usually, usually as close as they'll get with shit like that is, like, Houston or Atlanta, you know, places that are, 
such big metro areas and anything anyway that it's easy to sell it out, you know? Right. I mean, Houston's like the third or fourth largest city in the country. They're not going to have a problem selling that shit out, even if, like, even if the actual number of fans that are into that shit's a small percentage. But when you got freaking a metro area of 7 million people, big deal. You know, there's only like 1.2 million people in North. And the other thing is, I think a lot of people also, and I said this before, before it even got into it, where it was really ripping shit apart on Trump. I was like, another thing is, Roger Wars is extremely anti-war. You know, he's extremely left-wing. And it's like, even if people don't know that he's specifically anti-war, there's probably enough people that think, oh, well, that's some hippie bullshit. You know? And this is... Very, uh, I mean, let's be honest. The people I go to that show are going to be white people. And the white people down here largely vote Republican. You know? All right. So wait. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's go back to the to the tripping folks. Of the 10,000 people there, how many people you think are, are tripping acid? Probably only a small percentage at this point. I mean, yeah. I bet you 30 years ago at a Pink Floyd show, it would have been friggin' 25% of the audience. Which, uh, okay. You know, I buy that. large amount of people to be tripping i buy that don't you think yeah i'm in on that yeah but i'm sure you know there you get you probably just like when you go to a you remember when we went to those fish shows you went to them with us right in boston when it was supposed to be the end of fish no no, no. okay when it was the first time they broke up you know okay or they you know and and we went and Maybe all the older people weren't tripping, the people that have been fish fans for 20 years at that point. But then you got all these 15-year-old kids out there and shit and college kids who are way younger than me at that point even who are fucking just out of control and tripping their nuts off because that's what they're supposed to do at a fish show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they probably did have a good number of kids like that, you know? Because, you know, wherever there's kids that want to get fucked... Because that's the thing. People like Pink Floyd forever. You know what I mean? Like... Why should I like Pink Floyd? You know? Right. Yeah, you know, it's like Roger Waters is 70 fucking three years old. He's older than my mom and just a few years younger than my dad. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's no logical reason why why we should be fans of Pink Floyd. Yeah, I mean, but they're a generational thing. People that that every day there's a kid who's discovering getting high or something who's listening to Pink Floyd, and then every day there's like say there's five kids who are discovering getting high and listen to Pink Floyd. And now those five kids, there's like one or two of them that decides they're gonna eat mushrooms or eat acid and listens to Pink Floyd. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. <laughs> But, I mean, come on. I mean, it's not like those guys weren't tripping their balls off, you know, at one time. Yeah, I don't know when the last time Roger Waters has done LSD or anything, but I'm sure at the peak of it, you know, to come up with the shit they came up with, like all the imagery and stuff. But the whole way it's all presented, it's like, you know, I mean, you got to be playing to the tripping crowd. And But this is the thing. Because I know this is what makes you feel uncomfortable about But I was saying to my brother, I was like, what's amazing about Pink Floyd is. Because I was, I was just, this is early in the show. I was like, you know, playing song after song. It's like, think about how many great musicians that are out there that no one ever listens to their shit. And they just never make it. Like how rare it is to can something where you, 
you know, because you can be a great musician. No one will ever listen to your shit. You just don't make it, you know? These guys are great musicians that keep fucking turning out songs everyone loves, and it's and you don't have to be fucked up to enjoy them, you know? Right. So if I were to go to that show, I certainly would not be... Uh, I would not be dropping acid. I've never taken acid, so I wouldn't... Yeah. I wouldn't decide as a 43-year-old man in the middle of, of a downturn in both his personal and professional careers would be an awesome time to take some mind-expanding Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm anyway, so I probably, he hadn't done it in a long time, but he's going to do it for that because it, cause it was that, you know. At this point, I wouldn't even smoke weed, I don't think. Really? Yeah, I mean, I rarely. I he had a vaporizer, so I was smoking that because it's like I got to be a little enhanced, you know. Yeah, I, I, in certain things maybe, um, but I think for this this particular show, um, I have enough of appreciation for the catalog that I could. I don't want to say I don't want to say oh I can enjoy it without being stoned because that's you know I'm an adult man. I can, you know, I should be able to enjoy things, you know, yeah. for their, for their face value. But like, I wouldn't, I would enjoy it in, you know, uh, on its face value in and of itself. Um, oh yeah. I mean, my sister and her husband, I'm, I'm certain they weren't getting friggin' intoxicated. Maybe, maybe okay. they might've had a couple of drinks beforehand or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like the thing is. I had no problem with it because, I mean, funny thing is, actually, I was at the gym early day lifting weights and I was listening to Dark Side of the Moon. So obviously it doesn't fucking matter what my state of mind is. I just think it's great music. But it definitely, I, it's definitely the type of stuff you want to hear when you are stoned, you know? All that yeah. wavy, you know? Correct. Correct. You know? But, but that's what I was saying. It's like, it's amazing how, you know, they could just, you know, it's it's just... It's something to marvel at, you know, because there's no doubt about it. Roger Waters is a great musician, you know, and and to know that he's really a great musician is the fact that, like, you know, you listen to money and there's like Pete Townsend and Paul McCartney are in the background because they were hanging out at the studio, you <laughs> right. know, right. it's like, well, you know, he's a great definitely it's understood that he's a great musician because there's the seal of fucking approval. Those dudes are hanging out while he's doing this. No less than Paul McCartney. <laughs> no joke. You know, it's just, it's just friggin' in it, it. And I'm glad I got to see him because I'd never seen him before. You know, I'm glad because he's 73 and it's like, how many times is this guy going to be doing something like this again? You know, good chance, probably never. Yeah, I, th- I had the same, um, the same motivation when I went to see The Wall. Um, yeah, and actually, uh, Angie's dad was the catalyst behind that. I think we we were just talking about you know, uh, yes, yes. Um, we were just just chatting about Pink Floyd, and he's like, "Oh, you know, they're coming around. Uh, you want to go see them?" I said, yeah, "Yeah, great." So we bought a couple tickets, and as we're at the show, he he wasn't even a Pink Floyd fan. He he didn't know a ton of their music. Um, but he wanted to see them once. He wanted to see Roger Waters or The Wall once. Yeah. One, before it went away for good. And two, just so he could say he did, you know? Yep. 
So, uh, yeah, I would say there's a good handful of people. If you mix those two audiences, folks like you and I who who have appreciated I- the music for a long time and people who just want to see it once before he dies. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I want because I I love it, and it's like I've been listening to that stuff for twenty something years at this point in my life, you know. So it's like I, you know, it's like I might as well go see it since I listen to it all the time. Why why not go see it, you know? Yeah. And um, but but about the politics of it, you know, like, and yeah, so I knew what? it was going to be very politically charged because I'd seen on CBS Sunday Morning like the week before he started they had they had him on there you know they were doing a little profile on him but they didn't say explicitly what it was going to be but but let's i mean honestly freaking pink floyd shit's really about a lot of it's anti-war and stuff i mean you know so like if you're like getting pissed that oh i never knew it was going to be anti-war or some shit or have all these messages it's like you've obviously never listened to the fucking songs like really listen to them, you know? Right, that's the whole premise behind their their double album, The Wall, you know? Yeah. I mean, like they yeah, made the two whole, albums where about the father it. Father die, you know, it's all the shit. Yeah, it's about him growing up in that whole background and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, so um so like uh so like I think a lot of people didn't want to go see it because then afterwards, my sister, when we were talking after the show, she was saying how, because she goes, Mimi's very involved with like Facebook and getting into it with people and looking on message boards and shit like that. And she was talking about people saying, oh, well, they heard it was going to be anti-war and all this because they had paper, articles in the paper before how it was going to be politically charged, you know, previews of the concert. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't know, man, if that's. If that's gonna piss you off from enjoying, if the if the fucking multimedia display is gonna piss you off from actually enjoying the music that you that you like anyway, well, you got fucking problems, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was saying, like, when I went to go see David Cross last year, what is this? It might have been September. You know, David Cross, the comedian. Yeah. And he's very left wing, and it's like I don't even believe in all that shit, you know. But if I can laugh, if you can make jokes about it and I can laugh at it, I'm able to spend my beliefs about stuff, you know, to just laugh at funny jokes, regardless of who the butt is, you know, and and that thing, people were getting up and walking out, you know, because it's a very, we're in a conservative area, you know, and, um, and especially when you're going to stuff where it's mostly white people, like a David Cross stand-up show, who do you think is going to be there? Probably a lot of Republicans since we're in friggin' Louisiana, you know? And, uh, and I remember a lot of people walked out of that, and he got up there, he's like, you know, and about people walking out, he's 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 like, there's like 16 years of me on YouTube, blah, 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 performing, so if you didn't know what's out there, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so last night, what was his, um, you know, he's got the you know, the typical thing where the pig's flying around and he's doing all the imagery with anti-Trump imagery and everything, you know, throughout the whole thing. And, um, and you know, the pig's got Trump on it. And at the end of the song, you know, uh, and this is in the second half. So it's when they got the huge, the big screen that's behind the stage, but then the huge screens that like the four or five screens that are 
perpendicular to the stage and just bisect the floor of the of the stadium of the arena it says Trump is a pig <laughs> capital letters huge you know and and all of a sudden I thought it was more I didn't think it was only 10,000 people I thought it was more than that I knew it wasn't sold out but the guy in the paper said 10,000 today the music critic you know yeah his review of in the and it was like it was such a ruck, raucous scene at that point. It was like half the crowd, I, I think, was booing, and half the crowd was like cheering. I was just laughing my ass off. <laughs> like as if like it took you getting to that point to realize that's the whole point of this. Trump is a pig. You know, right, right, the right. Pig, and they got these pictures of like Trump is a baby. That that statue of Trump that the people put in New York City, you know, the small penis. You remember that? The naked Trump statue. It's all those imagery. You know, all these things you see like an internet, you know, uh, Vladimir Putin holding a baby and the baby's got Trump's head. You know, it's all that shit in the finals. Like, Trump is a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and then like at the end of the first sets when they did, you know, another brick in the wall. And that's another thing about the tripping thing. If they're not making it for tripping people, I don't know who they're making it for. When they get that shit where the spotlight comes out like the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's scanning the whole fucking arena. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, obviously that's our mind. What's really going to blow somebody's fucking mind? They're like on a couple hits of acid. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a really, it's a, it's really trippy. Yeah, you know, it's like the helicopter effect, right? You know, the whole thing. You know, what you know if you've seen the movie The Wall, you know, and um, they had all these kids come out, you know, dancing, and they were from like a local dance school or something, you know, and they're got and they're on the stage dancing. They're all in orange like prison jumpsuits. You know, say you know, doing the whole chorus that the kids do and another brick in the wall. And then they rip off the jumpsuits and they're all wearing black t shirts that say resist. You know, like the whole fucking show is anti Trump. <laughs> you know what's uh it's kinda cool is that uh he must do that in every city because during the wall tour, um he brought out like local kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, kind of built. Yeah, I wonder if he pays him like like my brother made a good point. Like, I wonder if he paid him as much as they paid the original kids. You know that after like so many years, because it took him forever to get money, the kids from that school choir—they're actually the ones on the wall. They each ended up getting about thirty-eight dollars a piece. <laughs> oh, really? They got screwed. Yeah, it took him like a couple of decades to get money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was just uh, like they went to, they got some school choir or some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be great if he paid him $37. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, regardless, it, and it was funny because they had like, you know, they were all kids. Like, they must have ranged from like nine to like maybe 14 or 15 years old, the kids. Yeah. And, uh, like, they had one kid and they're showing up close and. It's like, man, this girl's having the time of her fucking life. It was fucking, it was brilliant. (laughs) It's like, how cool must that be, though? You know, you're on stage in front, like in this big arena. You're you're playing a friggin' major venue, basically, as a kid. You're out there. You're part of the show, man. (laughs) A a show that's going to get 
on the news and in the newspapers the next day. You know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um so what was what was the fallout? What? Of you know, the half the people cheering oh, half the people yeah, he booing. Just moved on because and then he goes into money. <laughs> you know, okay. which All is right. still going after Trump, but you know, I mean, he gives the audience enough there's not, you know, there's applause fucking time for every number he does, you know? Yeah. You know, so it's like people, but some people I'm sure probably left. I didn't notice it because I, I mean, because I was busy paying attention to the show, you know, but I'm sure yeah. there are people that walked out of there after that. But, um, and then this morning, you know, I put up a couple of pictures I had taken during the show, you know, like, um, one of Roger Waters just playing up there and then fucking one of the pyramids with the with the spectrum shit, you know, and uh, which is, of course, cool because it's like the album come to life when you see that shit, you know, yeah. um, it's the culmination of the show. Uh, but you don't want to be taking too many pictures because you want to actually enjoy it. So I took a couple of pictures, put the camera away. Um, so. Uh, my buddy Todd, you know, he texts me. He's like, "Oh, so you went to show?" And I had no clue he was supposed to go, but he's from he's from Lake Charles, which is basically Texas. It's like it's fucking like three and a half away, three and a half hours away from New Orleans. Since they're not even like Louisiana over there, in my opinion, but um, they're more like Texas. Like it's where McNeese State is, which. Uh, it's a small look. It's where Ju- Joe Dumars went to college. Yeah. But their yeah, yeah. name of their team is the Cowboys. Like, that's how fucking more like Texas it is over there than Louisiana. Because yep. you don't exactly think of Cowboys when you think of Louisiana. Right, know? right. Um, and he, I was like, oh, man, it was freaking amazing. He's like, yeah, I was supposed to go. And his his stepdad, Dale, he's like, yeah, we were all going to go, and Dale was going to go, and it, but then Dale heard that was political, and he didn't want to go, you know, because even though he loves Pink Floyd, and he's like, and then it turned out, see, I think if Dale was going to go, that meant his mom was probably going to come to town and just stay and watch the kids. He's like, so then at that point, we couldn't get a babysitter, so we didn't go. So that's like three people that didn't go because of the pl- politics of it, you know? Yeah. Not all three of them were because of politics, but ultimately it was three because of politics because one guy didn't want to go because of politics, so it blew up the other guy's plan to go with his wife. <laughs> you know? Right, right. I'm sure she would have loved it because she's very pro-Trump. I mean, she's very anti-Trump, you know, so she would have definitely loved it. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not going to, even if I gave a fuck about that, because of course what I think about that is, yeah, Trump sucks, he's terrible, but friggin' the antidote isn't Hillary Clinton, you know? And the show's probably not gone through all that type of bullshit. It's probably not ripping on Hillary if she's president, you know? It's gonna rip on some other shit, right? You know? So I don't think she's the antidote, antidote, but it's just... But I just... I like the music anyway, so who cares what message is? I just thought it was kind of funny. Because then, you know... Then he's flashing all on the screens constantly all these quotes from Trump that are just the worst quotes in the world. You know, about building the wall. I, t- I took a picture of one about building a wall in Mexico. And it's just, this is all like all these shitty quotes that have come out, you know, since he's run for president or been president, just showing what a shit person he is. 
<laughs> but it's like, I guess, if, I don't know. I'm never going to allow, you know, the message to get in the way of the entertainment. Unless you're just going to get up there and, and the entertainment is just the message. But it's not. It's still the music, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it wasn't like that shitty Amy Schumer Netflix special that came out just recently in the past six months that was just terrible because because it was just the message. It wasn't even funny anymore, you know? It was just all anti-gun screed. And it's like, uh, tell your jokes about uh, how much you like uh, randomly fucking guys with big dicks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the shit you got famous for. Making jokes uh, about your friggin' libidinous lifestyle. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it was definitely... It was different than that. It was great, man. So it ended up being around two hours? Yeah, yeah. So it was probably 2.15 or so, probably. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's your money's worth. Yeah, definitely. You know? I mean, and then they... You know, of course, they... You know, they hit all the songs that, like, I mean, I guess you could quibble because there's, you know, whenever you got a band that, that that's that great, they're not going to be able to do all the songs. Plus, there's the shit that's the David Gilmore stuff that they're not going to do, that he's not going to yeah. do, you know? Right, right. You know, and it's, but like, you know, early in the, the last two songs of the first set were Wish You Were Here and then Another Brick in the Wall, you know? It's like, and he knows, even though this isn't a wall show or whatever, he knows people are coming to hear that shit. He's got to do it, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. But, I mean, I I, I dive pretty deep into the into the Pink Floyd catalog. I, I listen to things like uh, Pigs. Yeah. Um, what's the name of that album? Animal, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that. They even had like um, digital animation from that shit playing when they were doing that. Let's see. Yeah, animals. That that's what that. It's yeah. Good. And all the songs are dogs, pigs, pigs on a yeah, wing, pigs number one. Yeah. And they were doing that, and one of the cool things they had it was, you know, the video of like the dog close up of like. A mastiff or something just barking the whole time, you know, on a big screen. <laughs> right, right. They do shit like that. <laughs> yeah. They do shit like that. Um, yeah. So I I would say, like, he basically paid, you know, the greatest hits tour because yeah. all the songs that he played are, are all songs that I know. You know, there weren't any obscure yeah. songs. Uh, how was his new stuff? I mean, it was good, but I mean, obviously, I mean, I've thought about this before. You know, when you hear a new song the first time you're hearing it, you're not like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it might eventually end up like that. But but it takes time for like a song to become something that resonates, you know? Yeah, of course. Right. You know, so it was good. And he's got to do it because he just came out with that new album and he's an artist so he still wants to do it and a lot of it is geared towards like one of the songs what was called Picture That you know and that was you know because it's all the zeitgeist of what's going on right now the whole resistance shit you know it's all themed around that you know so and since that was like basically the crux 
of the emphasis of this tour is like is the whole resistance, anti-war, anti-Trump thing. You know, he's he's got to play him. You know, although it would have been fine. Yeah, just like anything, it would have been fine to me had he not. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like when I went to see Bob Seger a few years back, um, by your mind was like, I got tickets. You want to go? You know, I got an extra tickets. So I went to see him because, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know everything Bob Seger did. And then um, he did every every song he did up there, you knew. And he's got so many songs, you don't even think about the fact that you know that many Bob Seger songs that you're like, oh, he didn't do that one. And it's like, man, I know so many Bob Seger songs. I'm pissed that he actually didn't play one that I know, you know? Um, but he played like a new song and it's like, and everybody sat down and it's like, but it's like, these dudes are still artists. They still got to try out their new music. It doesn't matter if they're 60 or 70 years old when they're doing it, they still want to do their new music, even though they know most people are there for their, for their uh, greatest hits, you know? But I think when you lose crowds is when you, you know, you'll hear about these fucking guys that go on tour and then they'll sit up there and do fucking three quarters of their shows new shit and it's like nobody came here for that <laughs> you know well here's how you really lose him jeremy jeremy gets irate when he talks about this story he went to see um carlos santana now in all fairness it was at a festival so it wasn't like yeah. he bought tickets to specifically see santana um yep. but he went to go sit and watch santana play and santana brought out his son who not only is not Santana, he's like an electronic, electronica music DJ. Yeah. So he was like the featured artist uh, of the set for like five or six songs playing music that was nothing like what my brother wanted to go and hear. You know, it's funny that you're saying that about Santana because that's what the other day... Josh and I were talking, Josh was talking about, um, when he's my brother, Josh, you know, I didn't have a independent conversation with your brother, Josh, so, um, somewhere, somewhere on the, on the New Jersey, on the garden state parkway between exits, uh, 88 and, uh, and one Oh nine, my brother's pulling over and what, what, what the hell? What yeah. the hell? I didn't, did I talk to Liv? <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so my uh, brother was talking about it in 1999, I think it was. Was it 99 or 98? Whenever it was, you remember when he got with Rob Thomas, and then he also did that Maria Maria song? Yes. You know? Yep. And uh, Josh says he went to see him somewhere, and he was kind of pissed off because he got up there and he did Maria Maria, and I was like, what's this new shit? You know, and then it was like six months later, all that became like popular, you know? Yeah, but you yeah. went to see him, and it's like, you didn't come here to fucking listen to Carlos Santana's new fucking songs, you know? Right. <laughs> and he was doing all this new shit, and it was like six months later, and they fucking released the album, and Carlos Santana became, all of a sudden, he became popular with like 15-year-old kids, you know? <laughs> Play Oyo Como Va! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to hear all this stuff. You're going to hear stuff that you're listening to when you're smoking a joint in your dorm room. <laughs> uh, but but it's funny. It's the same experience with Carlos Santana, you know, except slightly different. But same thing where you, you go to hear one thing and you hear something else. 
So it sounds like a a, a a successful outing, a successful endeavor. Yeah, well I mean, worth the price of admission. Yeah, it was well worth it to me. Plus, it was so many months ago that that money was gone. You know. <laughs> so, uh, so that's so that's it. That's that's probably it. You probably got nothing else planned for the rest of the summer. That's probably your big ticket item, and you're gonna just what sit back and and barbecue and and just hang out in New Orleans the rest of the uh, rest of the month. Uh, I'm gonna go to Mexico City on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, world traveler. What's going on? Well, last year it was actually a year ago I came back from Chicago. Uh, since Facebook told me what I was doing a year ago this morning, because okay. um, <laughs> you can click the on this day option, and it shows you, oh, oh, you were fucking hanging out during your Ferris Bueller tour. Um, so anyway, uh, on June 7th, you know, I was thinking, all right, the morning of June 8th, because June 8th is the day that they brought me in office and broke it to me. Um, we can talk more about that, but I can tell you other stuff off the pod about right. that. Um, so anyway, uh, I was like, well, I'll go somewhere in the States, you know, but I'm kind of – I. I'll be straight with you. I was like, I don't want to spend a bunch of money flying anywhere. I was looking at uh, San Francisco, $360. You know, I was looking at the Google flights, you know, and they tell you the deals on places, you know, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, fuck that. I ain't paying that much money to go to San Francisco. And, it, and I've never been there before. And I was like, I'm not paying that much money. And then the other issue is, and I think we've talked about this before, possibly sometime in the past, um, three and a half years of our recording history or three and three quarters a year at this point, maybe, or whatever it is. Well, I guess it's three and a half or whatever. It's a little more than that now. Um, it's like, I know so many, I know enough people from diverse aspects of my life in San Francisco, and I'm not really dying to hang out with all of them. Right. Or San Francisco in the general Northern California area. But I know I will probably offend somebody because I don't want to hang out with them when I go out right. there. Right, so I won't right, right. really go out of my way to tell them out there. And then they'll find out and they'll get offended. So rather than offend anybody and be caught up in that bullshit, I'm just not going to go. Okay. Right. <laughs> I will avoid one of the great cities of the world just not to be involved <laughs> in controversy. <laughs> just to just to make my life easier. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like, oh, yeah, that'd be great, man. Go eat some sourdough bread or some shit and go see places that assholes drop freaking half a million dollars to live in a a, a broom closet. <laughs> but no, I don't want to I don't want to have to deal with that bullshit. Oh, well, you, you know, and everybody it's like it's my vacation. Why are you going to start freaking freaking deciding when I'm going to hang out with you? And I've had that happen to me places, you know. You know what it's like. Yeah, yeah, know? of course, of course. Yeah, and it's like the balls that get broken from the Boston people and stuff. Oh, when are you going to come up here? Why are you coming up here? And it's like, well, gee, I'm I'm down there. No one ever comes here. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was thinking about somewhere in the States, and I'm like, eh, well, I don't. I was like, maybe New York, but I don't know. I'd go to New York later, but. But I'd seen Rob George's a few months ago. And he's like, come to New York. And I was like, sure, man. Yeah, it's cool. You know, and I was like, maybe we'll go there. But I was like, I don't want to go to Boston again because I'm sick of going to Boston. 
You know, I was like, I got to go somewhere I've never been. I was like, maybe I'll go to Nashville. And the last summer I went to Chicago, I stayed in a nice hotel. I dropped like, you know, close to $200 a night because it's like, fuck it. I'm going by myself. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to stay in a hole, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, at that point, I was a week before my 40th birthday. You know how it is. You reach a point in your life where, you know, I'm not going to be sleeping on people's floors anymore. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so, uh, so I was looking at that and I was like, well, I've never been to Nashville. And the flights are like 300 or something. But I was like, but it was definitely going to be expensive because it was going to be an American place. You know, so I was going to have to stay somewhere decent. Uh, if I did something like that, that was just one of the ideas I was dabbling around with. And I was like, cause I really wanted to go somewhere big, like in the back of my head, I still want to go to Sicily, you know, but you don't want to go there during the summer cause it's too expensive to go there during the summer, you know, and plus it's full of people and, uh, in the fall, it's a good time to go, you know, my reading up on it. Cause a, the prices go down cause everybody goes back to school and the weather doesn't change because it's a Mediterranean Island, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm obviously, if I'm gone there, I'm not gone there for the friggin' beach holiday scene, you know? Right. Uh, I'm gone there because I have Sicilian roots. I'd like to check it out. Uh, but then on June 8th, that day, come in there and it's like, oh, well, fuck. I'm going to have to. That kind of ruins that plan because I don't, even though I got money saved, I was like, I don't want to go. Piss it away on a fucking expensive ass, you know, two thousand dollar vacation, and then I'm looking uh, at flights uh, later that night, uh, and and Google Flights as Explore, you know, hot spots, and it was like Mexico City, and it was like at the time it was listed as like three oh seven, the same price as going to Nashville. I was like, hmm. I've never thought about going to Mexico City. I haven't even contemplated. So I started Googling it, and it was talking about you know, all these things about, oh, yeah, this is a great place to go now. People were wary of it back then, but it's really coming around, you know, but it's not really loads of Americans are gone there yet, you know, because it's still in the nascent stages, you know, it's like, and then, and then the pesos 18 to 1, it's like you can do everything you do. The flight's the only thing that's comparable to america you know right and then i looked and it's like i waited a little too long and ended up having to drop like 346 or something to flight just because i was like for a little bit i was like am i gonna do this am i gonna do this am i gonna go to a place where i don't speak the native language really well you know on my own you know <laughs> so i was um with 20 million people that live there you know he, the biggest city in the western hemisphere so right, I, was, right. I wasn't exactly sure I was going to do it. And then by the time it was like 340 something, but I had enough credit card rewards to pay for all but $2.42 for the flight. So I was like, fuck it, you know? And then, like, everything I was looking at is like, you can get hotels, and they're, you know, hotels, which would be $200 here, $100 a night. It's like, or you can try Airbnb. I was like, well, yeah, I'll do that. You know, you get somebody's whole apartment. And I'm looking at that, and I was like, you know, some of these apartments range, you could get ones that were like 20 bucks to get the whole apartment, not a room, not a freaking bed, the whole apartment where it's just over to you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there was ones that were $100. And then I, I was like, oh, gee, I don't know what to do. I, I have no clue. And then just by chance, this lady who's like a year or two younger than me, but she was one of the uh, 
when I was in law school, she was already a lawyer. She'd already practiced, and now she was back trying to become a professor, and she was teaching the legal research and writing program, which is what yeah. the program for like people that want to become professors, you know? Yep. Um, so I saw she, she put up pictures. And I was like, she had just been there, so I started talking to her about it, but she's kind of a rich girl. You know, like she came from a wealthy family, and she's telling me, oh, well, I paid $100 for my Airbnb. It was terrible because there was no air conditioning. It was kind of hot. And I, and I was looking at all the Airbnb listings, and I was like, okay. I was like, well, obviously Mexico City is a place where there is no air conditioning because it's the high – it's it's a cool climate. It's 7,000 feet up. In July, the high temperature on average is in like 76 degrees and the low is in the 50s. You know, okay. 7,000 feet. And I looked, and it's like nobody has air conditioning there. You know? I was like, so that's not a big deal. And then – I'm looking at, like, the place I end up getting is, like, a four-floor walk-up. And I'm looking at places $100 is four-floor walk-up. And then I was like, well, fuck that. And then I was reading the reviews of the one place I decided to go with. And I was like, and the places that were, like, $100. And it was, like, the stuff that really doesn't appeal to me. Like, she's like, oh, I would stay in this place if I went back. And it was, she's, she's staying in one part of town. She's like, I'd stay in this part of town. You know, it's more like the Upper East Side of New York. And it's all trendy. And I'm like, well, fuck that. You know, I'm not interested in that. You know, like that. Like when I go to New York, the last place, last places I want to go are what's the trendiest, hippest place around here where you'd see the Sex and the Sea girls hanging out. You know, <laughs> but that—that's what a lot of people are into, and those places were all prices were marked because they're the trendy places. You know, and it's like I don't yeah. give a fuck about that. So I ended up freaking finding a place that's a whole apartment for forty dollars a night. You know? Holy shit. Yeah. I'm paying 200 fucking 30 something with tax or whatever. I, it was 41 something. For five nights, it's 200 something dollars. You know? It's. Um, how fucking yeah, that's awesome. That's unbelievable. Is that? That's great, yeah. man. That's Whereas great. last year, I went to Chicago. I was, there, I was there for three nights. I think I spent $182 a night on a hotel. Insane. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and everything. It's 18 to 1. Like. I already bought tickets because one thing I definitely want to do is the Lucha Libre. Oh, okay, you know? cool. And yeah. everything I saw was like, make sure you get close to the, if you're going to go, you might as well make sure you get close to the ring so you can really fucking be involved because a lot of times if you sit in the front rows, that those people get involved. They're like, you want to be on top of it because it's such an experience. You know, like you can walk up to the arena and get the tickets, but I was like, fuck it. And I was figuring out what show to go to because they only announced the shows like a week before. So I was only able to see what what was actually going to be going on for sure. Like they release them on Ticketmaster, the tickets. Um, and they do a show at Arena Mexico, which is the most famous arena for the Luce Libre. They do want a big thing on Friday, but then they do one on, I guess they do at Arena Mexico. They do it Friday, Sunday, and Tuesday, I think it is, the nights they do there. Okay. And, um I'm coming back on Tuesday, so that's a deal breaker. And then there's another different arena called the Coliseo, which I think does a Saturday show and possibly a Monday show. I'm not, no, they don't do a Monday show, but I think they do a Saturday show. But, uh, but, uh, but it's a smaller scale version, I think, of the ones that they're doing on Friday. But I was looking at the tickets, and the Sunday one's called the Domingo Familiar, which is the family Sunday, and the tickets are cheaper. But the one on Friday was like the Spectacular, which, I think must be even, 
and the tickets are a little bit more expensive. I was like, but that's the one you want to go to because that's probably one where they're really blowing shit out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went on, bought my ticket because I was like, I want to guarantee. So I'm in the third row ringside. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, I can walk up. But it's like, I want to guarantee that I'm going to be in one of these good seats, you know? And I, I, I had to drop like 590-something Mexican pesos, a.k.a. So I go to check my credit card the other day to see what it is. 3250 <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, and that's when you know you're going somewhere where where it's so damn cheap. You're like, oh, that's really expensive, thirty two fifty, because for Mexico it's expensive. You know, right. but right. you imagine if you went to see like a WWE show and sat in the third row ringside for thirty two fifty? I'm sure it ain't that cheap. You know? No, no, <laughs> you hundreds of, of those, dollars. Yeah, one of those bullshit Raw shows that just travels. Not even like WrestleMania, you know. <laughs> uh, so I was like, well, that's going to be. I already got the tickets. So I just need to go to Will Call Friday night and get that. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll get. Unfortunately, I really would have liked to go to see a soccer game in Azteca, you know, the famous yeah, soccer stadium. But they're not. The team that plays in Azteca is not playing at all when I'm there, which kind of sucks. Um, there's three teams in Mexico City. Uh, Cruz Azul, Blue Cross, they're one of the teams, and they are playing in their stadium. They're playing a friendly uh, against, what's it? I guess the team's called Porto Novo. You know, it's just, you know, it's not league action. It's just, a, but I was looking at tickets for that, and that's something I'll probably just go to the stadium if I want to go and see it because it's the night of my birthday. But like the cheapest tickets online were like 50 something dollars. I'm like, I'll just go out there the day of. You can probably. You could probably buy like standing room only or some shit, you know, because I'm like, I'm not going to commit to spending a load of money on all that right away to go to the soccer game. Whereas if I get there and it's like I'm sitting in these expensive seats and I'm like, fuck this. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not like I'm a big soccer guy, but I want to go for the experience because I'm sure it's friggin' really cool, you know? Yeah, it totally. won't. It's not going to be as cool as if it was like a league game that actually had some, you know, where there was some skin, you know, some action yeah. going, you know, where skin in the game, you know. But it'll still be cool. And then um, obviously, I got to go to Temple of the Sun, which I I I need to figure out how to how I need to get there because that's outside of town. You know, it's one of the big pyramids. Yeah. And uh. The other thing, I definitely want to go check out a Mexican League, uh, their Mexican League baseball team, because I, I just think that would be cool to see. So they're they're on a homestand when I'm there. The uh, Diablos Rojos, the Red Devils, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. And obviously, I'll have to go see the Freedom Museum. And, you know, I got a little tour chart out to go check out the Diego Rivera murals. And I'm going to eat a lot of food. Yeah, because that's nice. why you go there. So, I mean, it's going to be awesome. I got that nervous anticipation that comes from the idea that I'm traveling somewhere I've never been where I don't really speak the language. I'm going to be there alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I downloaded the Google Translate app onto my phone today. Yeah. Um, one thing I picked up from uh, from traveling with, uh, with Reardon uh, is – just get a couple key phrases, not only directional, but food. 
yeah. that was that was his big contribution to my to my travel experience was that he knew a, a handful of foods in all the languages that we were in the countries we were traveling to. So he always knew what the chicken was. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's Mexico. So I know most of that stuff anyway. And the other thing is, I, I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I've taken it so many, I took it so many years that I know enough, you know? It's not like I'm going to a place where I, I'm literally not, it's not going to be Greek to me. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Which would be miserable, you know. Like it's, it, it's still, it's still Mexico. I still know enough Spanish where I can, I can figure out the basics, you know. Like, oh, where's yeah. the train station? Oh, donde está el metro? You know. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. and and of course, like the food is, it's stuff that you're gonna know of too, like the food items. I right. mean, I, there's definitely like what you're saying is definitely, uh, yeah, it's something good to know, but it's. But like when you gotta go somewhere, it's like, oh well, you know, I want some, um, you know, churros or some shit. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's all shit we know of anyway. Tacos. <laughs> you come back after five days, like, how was the food, man? Oh, I blanked. All I ate was churros. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like I, I definitely, you know, I, I, I can't wait to go eat some of that fucking grilled street corn. You know, you know how they do that, the Mexicans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's it's gonna be cool as hell, you know. the The one thing I'm worried about though is is when I first get there because I'm gonna be walking a lot and it is seven thousand feet above sea level. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You gonna give yourself yeah. a day to get acclimated or like? No, you how do you into it? You know, but yeah. it's you know, I mean, it, it's just kind of daunting, you know. I remember in high school when I well. Even later on, when I went, when I was in college, when I went to visit my brother out there in Colorado, I walked around a lot, and it's not like it was killing me. I mean, it's not like I'm going to be like playing a basketball game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, that'd be one thing, I guess. You know, this is like, but it, but I'm going to have to realize it because that's what I really need to realize because. What's going to happen is where you're going to be like, man, I always walk fucking five miles in friggin' two hours. I don't feel like this. And then I'll be, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm friggin' living in a city that's at elevation, you know? Right. I live in a city that's wherever I'm walking is either slightly below sea level, right at it, or maybe a couple of feet above it, you know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I clocked the, I have, I bought one of those fitness trackers and like when i was at my job uh occasionally you know i'd bring a pair of uh sneakers with me you know and i'd take a walk like doing lunch you know i'd take like a basically like a mile and a half loop around you know and then it, it tracks everything back you know when you you look at you know you do as an activity you know yeah sure to, to record it and you look in the phone it's like elevation it's like you rose three feet doing this walk <laughs> <laughs> Because that's about as intense as any friggin' incline in a city in New Orleans is uh, a leisurely three foot elevation over a mile and a half. Right. So, uh, and then I walked the different, I walked the reverse path the next time. I was like, your elevation was two feet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, so that's it, man. That's it. You're, uh, 
Hey, five days in Mexico City? Yeah, 13th through the 18th. So my birthday will be a Mexican. It will be a cumpleaños. Feliz cumpleaños. <laughs> oh, that's great. You got to uh, tell them it's your birthday so they'll sing you um, happy birthday in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which I knew at one time, but I don't. I no longer remember it. Um, of course, it's to the tune of "Happy Birthday." Yeah, but it's just it's yep. the Spanish version because in Curacao they sing you the um, the Spanish version. So anyway, I don't know. Before we went to the show last night, we were having a couple of beers at this bar, and my brother was talking about. I don't know why it came up. Something about, you know, in Spain, you know, about how late everything is. Oh, because we were talking about the shit with the... Right, him taking the acid, you know, because he was uh, going to be up all night at that point. Because you're... That's yeah. the problem. Like, when he came here and said it, I was like, you know, maybe I'd do mushrooms, which I hadn't done since Boston, you know? Yeah. But the, but I was like, the real issue is like, hey, I don't want to do it because... It's like, I don't... I hadn't done so many years. I don't know where the fuck my mind is. Yeah, that's totally. That's the problem with that stuff. Like mushrooms, yep. it's, you know, it's not like that. It's not like you're going to sit there. Another thing is you're not up for fucking 12 hours on mushrooms, you know? Right. Like it goes through your body and it's done after like five or six, you know? And I said, you're signing up. I was like, I don't want to ruin my fucking Sunday. I was like, I got shit to do. Yeah. Said, I get mushrooms. I, I don't know if it meant he had them, but I was like, no, no, that's okay, man. <laughs> I was like, I just, I was like, we'd have to get cars and shit. It's like, I'm fine. I just want to go drive down there, you know? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, he was talking about Spain, you know, when he was over there, because he went there right after high school, uh, chasing some girl 25 years ago. Uh, 25 years ago this summer, he was over there chasing some broad. Uh, and how, like, you know, they don't, you know, people don't go out till, like, one in the morning and shit, you know, it's like, because they all take siesta, you know, and they, you know, and they take these big lunches and they don't go back to work until, like, 3.30 in the afternoon, you know? You know? Right, right. And the person he was staying with would go back to work and they'd work till 7 or something, because I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, the funny thing is about Curacao, I remember being down there. And it's a Dutch island, and the Dutch are very, like, efficient, money-conscious people, but it's got Spanish roots, so they all fucking take siesta, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember being out there, and I was like, and I'm sure it kills the Dutchies that are running the place, you know? Because, you know, you go to Amsterdam, it's very, you know, the Dutch are financial masters. Yeah. They don't fucking sleep. (laughs) Right. Right. They're not Uh. sleeping in the middle of the day. I mean, but you look at it, you look at the places that don't sleep in the middle of the day, like Germany and friggin' the Netherlands. Yes, they're very wealthy countries. It's like, well, what place sleeps in the middle of the day? Spain. They're usually one of the poorest friggin' countries in Europe. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> A lot of work don't get done when you're friggin' taking naps and having luxurious meals in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I remember that, because I remember Mike was pointing that out to us when we were there. Uh because we happened to be out and about in the middle of the day. I think maybe you had gone to see Danique somewhere. And it was like school. Everyone was getting out for siesta time or some shit, you know? Yeah, and shit shuts down. The bank's closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. Yeah. So, yeah. well, enjoy the trip, man. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. 
But I will give you a conclusion to a story we talked about recently. All right. What do you got? The continuing saga of Uber. Uber. Uh, and you'll appreciate this because it does involve this trip. Uh, right. th- that plays a role in it. So last, uh, we left our, last we left our hero. Yes. Where were you? Um, how I said I would never use it again. I oh, won so you, the credit card dispute. You won the credit card dispute through yes. the credit card company. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So you were uh, vindicated. Yeah. So anyway, I was totally vindicated, or so I thought. Well. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I'll tell you a fucking story about this. So last Friday, even though I was, hell, I even went there yesterday to the office because I had to, I was like, oh, did I leave clothes? Because I used to keep a suit there. So I was like, fuck, I got to go check if I had that suit. Um, So I had to go there in the middle of the day yesterday. But I was there till like nine something on Friday night because I'm like, I just need to get all this done. I was boxing up files all day and cataloging them. I was just going to leave them in my office and I said, fuck that. I'll be cool about it. I was like, plus if somebody goes through it, that might open some can of worms where it's like, well, what about this? You know? And then they'll be calling me even though it's all closed shit, you know? So I was like, it's better for me to just take care of it and go friggin' catalog, box everything up, and file it away, you know? Yeah. Um, and that takes a lot longer than you expect. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently but, it took a lot longer than you'd expect. Well, the a lot of it has to do with the fact that originally I wasn't going to do that, and then Friday morning I was like, oh, I should fucking do that, you know? Yeah. Because had I, had I planned on doing it, I would have I would have done it earlier, but then I had to come up i had to go through the ma- the master client file list and do a search for for my name to find every friggin file i was on you know a real pain yeah. in the nuts you know yeah um so but on june 30th was technically my last day uh and then so I was gonna go get a couple of beers with my buddy Gagne anyway i'd spoken to him but then i went home to pick up the boy from my mother's house and I was talking to my mom and some shit came up and then I go to meet him at the place where I'm waiting to meet him and stuff comes up. And then next thing, you know, like the culmination was like the perfect storm of like, Oh, I'm going to get fucked up tonight. You know? <laughs> and uh, he's, gone, he's like, Hey man, you me, um, I'll give you a ride home. And our other buddy Bill met us out there and we left the place we were at and he, and he follow, Gagne follows me to my house so I could drop off my car. I was like, I'll just get a cab or something home later. And uh, we went out and Gagne leaves wherever we were because he was going to go fishing, which means you got to get up at four in the fucking morning. Uh, we missed my fishing adventure too because we haven't recorded since that, but we can do that in the future. All right. Uh, two weeks ago that um so anyway long story short you know i i stay out with bill and i go home and i end up getting uber i went home with somebody end up getting uber to my house and it was probably only like midnight but i was fucked up you know uh because i first we started out one of these like new like brew pub places which is i wanted to go check out one of these places that makes their own beer and all that yeah. And all these places that do the craft beer, all that shit's really strong. You know, it's not like Coors Light and Bud Light, 3.5%. All these places that make their own henhouse beer, the, ch- 
the the weakest ones like five and a half percent, you know? Right. So like you're drinking pints of that shit and you get way more fucked up now. Uh, nowadays. Uh, so I got home, wake up the next day, and I have you know they when you take an Uber you get an email saying about your Uber trip, you know. And then if you pay it on PayPal, which originally I had set up to pay on PayPal, but now I do it where it pays through my credit card. But you get an email from PayPal saying that you paid for it. So I had three emails, you know? And it was like, oh, your Uber ride with James or whomever, you know? For eight something, at 12 something at night or some shit. And then there was another one. And I was like, Uber, I was like, oh, I didn't even, I was so hungover where I didn't even, I was too friggin' miserable to even look at the actual email. You know, you know what I'm talking about? When you just don't want to do anything. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're too, you're too hungover to even, like, click on the fucking email on your phone to open it up. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I must have taken a second Uber from one bar to another bar. You know, um, <laughs> you know, I had no clue because it's like, I guess that's what must have happened. I don't remember that, right. but I guess it must have happened. But later on, I look and it's like, your ride of April 9th. And the PayPal is like, your ride on April 9th. And I'm like, what the fuck? April 9th? <laughs> that was the uh, one I disputed. You know, I'm like, no. No, that's not gonna fucking fly. Um, so anyway. <laughs> so, so anyhow, um... Trying to see if I can find this shit anymore. Um, so anyway, I, I sent them. Um, I got on to Uber again because I'm like, I'm gonna. I need to see what's going on with this. So I, I started out with them, you know, and um, so I, I I restart out with them, disputing that charge, and I respond to them. It's like, uh, I'll go through it with you because you need to. To have justice. It's like the 744 is being billed today, July 1st, 2017, for a trip from April 9th per an email I received from Uber this morning. I can send screenshots, but the app doesn't allow me to do it within this form. I'm really confused. How am I getting billed for a trip from three months ago? Please fix this and refund my PayPal. I wrote to him. And then they're like, hi, Matthew. Sorry for the confusion. Happy to explain. We were unable to charge your outstanding balance of 744 to the payment account selected for your trip on April 9th, 2017, 9.42 a.m. This is due to a fair charge that was disputed with your bank. However, we were able to charge the balance on your PayPal card on 1 July <laughs> 2017. This explains why you are seeing the charge on your bank statement again. I've resent you the receipt for this trip so that you can review the information. If you have any questions, please let us know. Now... When I read that immediately, I'm like, I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. Don't you think that's bullshit? That is absolute bullshit. I responded to him thusly. I disputed the original charge with my credit card company because I never took this trip. And I was informed by the bank that it was resolved. It would not be charged for the bogus trip. You don't get the charge for it now. This is unethical business practice. This is an unethical business practice. Because <laughs> don't you think that's an unethical business practice? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I disputed the charge, and y'all didn't fight back. Y'all have, they they have two payment cycles to resolve that. If they did, and my bank says it's fine, that means they didn't fight the charge. Correct. The dispute. Yeah. Which means I win. You don't get to go fucking charge it now because you noticed that. And the reason that they're probably getting noticed is because I called Uber that night. You know. 
They respond, thank you for your patience while we reviewed, Matthew. This trip's pickup location and destination are similar to other trips in your account history. For this reason, we have determined the trip fare is correct. Please note that this trip fare must be paid before you will be able to request a ride. We appreciate you taking the time to contact us. Please feel free to share any additional details about this trip you would like to bring to our attention. We're happy to review. Well, I was fucking pissed at this point. But you'll get the twist after I read it. So I respond to him because I was like, I got to go fucking nuclear now. I've never gone this far in my original complaints. I'm like, there's no opposite way I look at that same. There's, I tell him, there's no possible way I took that same trip twice in 20 minutes on the same day. Because how fucking stupid is that? I went yeah. from my house to the place fucking two miles away. I took that same trip twice. Never once came back. You know, <laughs> in 20 yeah. minutes. I was like, in 20 minutes a day. Of course, I already argued this point ad nauseum previously, but you all insisted that I that I did I mean take that trip. That's fine. I will just delete the app. You will never be paid for this trip. I suspect the driver, Dariel, scammed me, but your company throws the onus on me. Because <laughs> that's the first time I've gone nuclear where I'm fucking accusing the driver of scamming, which is which I think she did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's easy to scam, especially, you know how it is, like, like you've seen Office Space, right? Talking about the Superman 3 scheme, you know, tiny little fractions of pennies. You yes. know, you scam little, you get away with it. Yeah. You know? But but right after I send this, I'm like, well, I'm going to Mexico City. I better make sure they have Lyft down there. Find out Mexico City has Uber, but not Lyft. <laughs> So I was like, well, fuck it. I, I can't dispute this. I'm just going to have to fucking pay it because if, if I'm stuck where I can't get a fucking Uber or anything, you know, uh, at night, because you definitely don't want to be dependent on cabs in a foreign country all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that sucks. So I respond a few minutes later, but I'm exhausted dealing with it. <laughs> I guess I just had to eat it. I can't believe all this over 744. Say la vie, I wrote. You know, say la vie. That's just the way it is. That's life. Yeah. Such is yeah. life. And I don't hear back from them at all. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's done. Because this is all going on Sunday. So that's 7-1-2017 at 2.14 p.m. I don't hear back from them until 7-3-2017 at 6.03. Never expecting to hear from them again. Right. You've written it off. Yeah, I'm written it off. Like, fuck it. I'll eat the 744 just so I can use it again. And they respond, thanks for letting us know, Matthew. Sorry for any misunderstandings here and happy to help. Since you did not take this trip, we have fully refunded the fare. You're nice. You're supposed to be available within one to three days and we sent you an updated receipt. If you have any additional questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to reach out. I just respond, thank you. And then they respond with some canned response. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, Finally, I fucking won. <laughs> I thought I won weeks ago when we talked about it. It only took three months. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, all it took was threatening them about the fucking driver scamming, because that probably makes them nervous. Shit like that, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Because that's they might have done, but I never want the fucking accused driver scamming. First of all, because I thought they would just, re you know. Because, you know, that's a sensitive area to get into. Yep. Especially you don't have you don't have any evidence, right? Yeah. 
You have evidence that you didn't take the trip. You have evidence that you're being charged something you didn't do. But to go the next step and say, I got scammed, and then say, I got scammed by this individual, yeah, that's a huge leap. Yeah. That's a huge leap. But I, I had to go nuclear at that point. You know, because I was fucking pissed. Yeah, I'm like, I don't that's- believe you. Fucking bullshit. You don't get to charge me on that shit. You know? It's like, that's how dispute transactions work. And it, it makes me want to go delete the PayPal from it. Because that's bullshit. Whatever you've done, you know? I guess they would have told me I couldn't ride again. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But fuck that. Fuck that. I mean, I would have eaten a 744 just to make sure I could use the service when I'm in Mexico City. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck that. I'm glad it worked out because... Uh, that's that's what companies like that are counting on. You know, their service is so bad. Uh-oh, uh-oh, sorry, 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 sorry. What's about it? No. Oh, okay, good. That's a good thing about the, I'm fucking on one of those, that website that had the newspaper, one of those. And you know, that's another thing that fucking eats at me. These auto fucking play ads on newspaper websites. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I right, will save that for a different. Yeah, we'll I mean that's that an old man thing. No, no, but it, and you know the other thing I couldn't help but think that maybe it has something to do with that douchebag CEO having to step down. That may you know because before when that shit first happened, he was still CEO, and then he stepped down since. I know part of the issue was about them having to do better customer service and stuff. You know. Yep. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but whatever. I'm just happy I I finally won. You know. Yeah, I think you 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 got caught in like that transition where their standard operating procedure was just gonna be to filibuster you to you till you gave up, and then now trying to resolve it to a legitimate satisfaction. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. All right, man. We're glad that worked out. I'm glad you're gonna have transportation in uh, in Mexico City. Sounds yeah, like everything is uh, coming up Liveroo. I'm gonna try take the uh, subway most of the time because what I read is, you know, gringos are afraid of the subway, but it's actually fucking really modern and cheap as hell, and it'll get you wherever you need to go. It just doesn't run all night, you know. Okay. All right. So if I need to go, so and I'm reading this from like some female traveler and it's like if she can go take the friggin subway i can you know <laughs> you know how that goes of course yeah you know? a lot of people are pussies though you know especially in so, foreign countries and yeah you know people are afraid of everything you know and that's another reason why i didn't even pull the trigger right away because i was like well i'm gonna have to tell my mother i'm going over there i know it's gonna be like oh you know, because everything's <laughs> always something scary. And it's like, you don't go anywhere, and it fucking sucks, and it's because you're scared of everything. You know? And, like, she'll send me stuff, and it's like, Mom, I'm 40 fucking years old. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, when I was a kid, she's like, oh, when I was going deep sea fishing, oh, you, you need me to get a friggin' sunblock? And it's like, Mom, I'm 40-something years old. I know to get sunblock before I'm going on a boat in the <laughs> Gulf of Mexico. You know? It's just like... Give me some fucking credit. 
Uh, well, all right, uh, to some extent, to some extent, I think we've earned that distrust in some <laughs> in yeah. some elements of our life, right? Right. Yeah, but it's just mothers being mothers, man. Mothers being mothers. Yeah, it's like Manny well, being Manny. That's right. Uh, well, then on that note, uh, with apologies to Girk's brother, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Buenos dias. But that's not just Fredo. Thank you.